Hello, fellow humans. And welcome to the Creatures Podcast. I'm Ash. And my name is Emily. And welcome to our fourth episode. <laughs> what the, I don't know what that was. Today's drinks is, well, drink, singular, <laughs> um, is a lavender earl grey loose leaf tea. Ooh. Sweetened with uh, lactate because we both have dairy issues. <laughs> <laughs> and honey. Ooh, I was going to ask if there's honey. There, I, I Emily doesn't tell me yours. what she puts in the mug. I just get handed <laughs> something and I drink it. Because it will be good. <laughs> and I know you like sweet things. So I added poisoned. extra. Yours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, hey, this 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 tastes like, what, what does arsenic taste like? Like walnuts or something? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I heard it like smells like almonds. It smells like I almonds. Have heard all, I have heard that. I don't know. Ugh. I love almonds. You hand me something <laughs> and you're like, this is like an almond drink i'm like mm, mm, mm. give me some more please you don't like hazelnut no <laughs> but i like almonds. hazelnut lattes worst drink ever if you get a hazelnut latte especially like with i'm sorry but i don't like you yeah. and like have it with almond except, milk except psycho that's like a bag of nuts except for the old lady who gets her bagels and who has gay pride pins because oh. she can get anything she wants and i will never be <laughs> mad at her if you want hazelnut in your coffee i'm gonna give it to you i've had a couple customers like couple like two people both guys a couple of them and i'm like are you guys together are you guys okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway no one even knows who the people we're talking about is so let's just i don't know who they are (laughs) let's just uh hop right into it so for today's case uh obviously who it is is in the title however Emily has no idea. No. I've decided not to tell her. I am in the dark. And we are going to start at the end. Huh? <laughs> We're going to start at the end. Like the prosecution? Or like no, no, the, no, 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 no. Like with the his, happy ending? With his last victim. Um. Well, attempted victim. Ooh. So. <laughs> I like that. Attempted. And not this is another Pennsylvania case. Ah, she's trying to make me feel scared in my own home. Not as close, though. Okay. It's in Harrisburg. Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> so, on August 5th, 1992, a man and his friend went to a bar named the Uptown Grill in Harrisburg, where they met Clara Johnson. He offered to give her a ride, and she agreed only if the friend was also there. Do we know what year it was, did you say? 1992. 1990. Okay, so the 70s happened, so, like, people were like, hey, don't hitchhike. Don't, like, right. let strange people give you rides. Exactly. So she agreed, but only if both him and the friend were in the car. The mm-hmm. man said he'll be there, and so she got in the car. But after driving for a little bit, he dropped the friend off. Clara was pissed, so she demanded that he take her back to the bar. She did not want to be in a car alone with him. Smart girl. He said that he would take her back, but he needed to stop for gas and cigarettes first. Which, like, I... If if I were in her position, I'd be freaking terrified because she's out of control. She's not her car. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have a way out, necessarily. I know that, If he wants to stop, you guys are gonna have to stop. And I know, like, not, like, smartphones. I don't know if smartphones existed then. But I know that, like, handheld phones existed. Does she have... I wonder if she has a phone, or... I'm not sure. Because Uber didn't exist. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> so he said he was going to stop for gas and cigarettes, but he instead drove her at high speeds to the outskirts of the city to a vacant lot near some train tracks. They began arguing because she was absolutely pissed that he was not taking her back to the bar. And then he said, quote, I have something to do with you and you aren't going anywhere. I don't like that. I don't like that I mean, either. it's pretty obvious that he's not good guy. Yes. She should have, I wish she could have, like, gotten out with her friend. Because, mm-hmm. like, if... It was with his friend. With, oh, with his It was one of his friend. friends. Never mind. I was mishearing that entirely. I thought it was, like, she was with her friend and they drove. No. So, after hearing that, she tried to jump out of the moving car, but he slammed the brakes, causing her to hit her head on the car door as she was trying to get out. Ow. That could, like, break noses. Mm-hmm. He then tried to run her over... As she was getting out of the car, so she jumped into an embankment to try and get away from him. So, like, an embankment is, like, where, like... It's, like, down kind of a steep hill. Yeah, and, like, it's, like, kind of like a steep drop, like, almost like the dirt. You're, like, digging Mm -hmm. a hole in the dirt and made a little cliff. So she started running, and he started running after her, and she ran a half a mile away. He then found her... I don't have the capacity for that. I know. Well, the adrenaline must be just pushing her. Oh, yeah. Like how, like, moms can, like, lift cars off of their yeah. kids. After catching her, he then beat her, tied her up. Trigger warning. He raped her two times. After the first time, he drank a beer, beat her some more, and then beat her over the head with the empty bottles. Jesus Christ. And then finished that by tying her up with duct tape. And then he told her that he was going to rape and kill her. And he also told her that all women are the same and that he had already killed two other women. All women are the same. So he's, Mm -hmm. like, a nice guy. (laughs) Oh, what a douche. Yeah. So after he raped her for the second time, he tortured her and then dragged her a a half mile back by the legs to a ditch near the car. He placed duct tape over her mouth and nose, and he had full intentions to kill her and just leave her there. That's terrifying. That's, like, straight out of, like, a nightmare. Literally. However, a cop showed up after someone reported trespassing near the train tracks, so he fled leaving the alive Clara and his car. So, in the so, car... So, like, that dude, like, get off my lawn and saved a woman. It was a cop. Oh, like, the, but, like, some guy, yeah, like, th- was like, hey, someone's on my property. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, they found a bloody knife left near the window, and between Clara herself and all of the evidence in the car, the police had plenty to book him on kidnapping, rape, and attempted murder. Hell yeah. He was identified and then put on a wanted list. And the next day, he was found hiding in Steelton with a relative. He resisted arrest and barricaded himself on the roof where he threatened suicide. And it was a six-hour-long negotiation that ended with him finally surrendering and being arrested. I wonder if that family member knew. I have no idea, but... 
I hope not. We're gonna go back to the beginning. We're gonna learn who this sick motherfucker is. And his family is really not that much better, so honestly, if the relative did know, who knows if they would have done anything. Honestly, people suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank goodness this girl survived. Yes. Don't know about the other people. His name is Joseph D. Miller Jr., and he goes by Joey. He was born on September 2nd, 1965 in Steelton Borough in Dauphin County, Pennsylvania, which is about six miles outside of Harrisburg. I forgot. I already forgot it was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> you were able to, like, blissfully put it back yeah. in the back of your mind. Yeah, I was, like, imagining, like, red dirt, like, <laughs> like North Carolina, like, red dirt. <laughs> and I was like, nope. <laughs> Joey had three brothers and two sisters. His parents were both emotionally and physically abusive. Um, this is just kind of trigger warning for child abuse. Um, and, uh, sexual assault. Uh, Joey was sexually harassed by his uncle. So, why is it- That was a whole thing in itself. Why is it always, like, an uncle? People are always like, don't talk to strangers, and strangers are dangerous. No. But there's, like- Look out for the creepy uncle. Look out for the creepy uncle. Like, Mm -hmm. like, most of the time, it was family. And then family's just, like- Push it under the rug because, you know, just, like, put him across the table during Thanksgiving. Like, don't talk about it. Yeah. Well, his father wasn't much better because his father, Joseph Miller Sr., was accused of raping his 15-year-old daughter who then gave birth to a daughter. When she went to authorities, she received death threats from her relatives, including her own mother. That's... That's despicable. This entire family is a bunch of creatures. That poor daughter. Mm hmm. She. So, disgustingly, her father was never charged with this. And after this, she ran away. So, I am glad that she got out. But I am so sorry that it ever happened. I was. I hope that she was able. Like, did she run away with the daughter? Um, like with I, the couldn't, child or? I couldn't find reports that said whether or not. She um, definitely does not want to be associated with it anymore. No. Especially not now. Definitely not. So, as I said, they're also physically abusive to all of the kids, not just his sister. Uh, one of the brothers, I found a report saying that he was forced to eat under the table like a dog. What? That's, that's so It's so inhumane. and inhumane. That's like treating that's treating someone less than. Yeah. Joey was often tied to his bed and beaten by both his mother and his father whenever he would disobey or just if they felt like it. Even if I was like a violent person, which I'm not, like I don't need to like let out my frustration with like, you know, punching a pillow or something like that. Mm-hmm. I could never imagine like wailing on somebody. No. Let alone a child. I know. Now, during his school time, Joey showed signs of a learning disability, and he also suffered from, and I, please forgive me if I say this wrong, anterograde amnesia, which I looked into a little bit, and as of right now, it's still considered, like, a mystery ailment. They can't really figure out what causes it. Um, it's the loss of the ability to make new memories after the event that causes the amnesia. 
anterior grade amnesia is very similar to like blacking out and forgetting the night but it's a little bit more to that because you can't make new memories but this is also really weird because he remembers everything that he did to his victims so if he had this at an early age like I said, it's yeah. still very unknown about, so who knows? Like, is it circumstantial? Is it fake? Is it... Exactly. Like, I feel like that'd be very debilitating and terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, memory diseases are absolutely horrifying. Right. Which, like, right now, I feel awful for him as a kid, but I read what he did when he grows up. Because feel bad for him as a kid, but do not feel bad for him as an adult. Those are the kind of people that I pity. Yeah. I would never want to, like, pity a good person. Like, quote unquote. Like, if someone's like, I don't want you to pity me, like, when they're having a hard time. Mm -hmm. Because I understand that. But if it's something that someone did, and it's horrible, and something horrible happened, like, oh, I pity you. Yeah. Like, it's like, in that sense. Mm Mm-hmm. It should never have happened. No, definitely not. And it's human beings mm-hmm. are. So because of his learning disability and the amnesia, he was bullied relentlessly in school. And he dropped out in 1974 in fourth grade. How old is that? Wait, could, wait what age? Like, I know, like, kindergarten is, like, five or six. I think he would have been, like... 10, 9, 9 and 10, I think is when you're in 4th grade. You're like 9 and 10. Yeah, because I know like freshman... So he was, he was young. Yeah. He developed a lisp after leaping off the couch and suffered head trauma. Head trauma. We all know what head trauma messes does. people up. One of his older brothers then began forcing him to help commit petty theft. Uh, and even... Before he had dropped out of school, I forgot to mention this earlier, he started drinking alcohol at the age of six and was, like, an alcoholic. That's... At six. I... I I gagged at the smell of coffee as a child. I could never imagine, like, drinking a shot of whiskey. Yeah. This reminds me of Carl Panzram, because Carl Panzram was... He started drinking at the age of eight. And he would walk into bars and all of the drunk locals would give him more alcohol because they thought it was funny to see a drunk eight-year-old. So, like, there's no reports of, like, that happening to Joey, but it's just insane. Drunk children is so... There's so many reasons, like, he is not getting a good start to how his life will continue. No. Because you're not growing yet, you can't be consuming that shit. No. At age 12, Joey was beaten by a group of teens, so in return, in retaliation, he took his father's shotgun, tracked all of the boys down, and shot at them. Like, point blank, or like... I, I couldn't find reports of, like, how close, but thankfully, none of the boys died however a few of them were injured from this i want therapy oh my god oh my of course i mean you know they did beat him up but they don't be but that deserve does not, to stare death in the face that does not mean you should be shot at yeah violence should not beget violence exactly for this he was sent to an institution for juvenile delinquents 
where he faced an even harsher time there because places like this are not great. <laughs> um, I know someone who used to work in, like, a juvenile hall, and it was very sad, like, seeing boys, like, leave and, like, they're, like, thinking they're going to do better and then, like, coming back, I'm like, come on, man, like, I, like... Oh, that's rough. It really is, but I'm sure back then it was, like, the institution, because I know that it was a pretty decent one over there, mm-hmm. as decent as they can be. Yeah. Um, but... There have been tons of institutions that have And we'll been. get into them. I want to cover the Carl Panzram case because his life is absolutely insane. And I just recently re-listened to the episodes that Morbid did on him. And he he is just... I, I have no words for his life. Because he only lived to be 36, but he did so much that's such a young that's like only 36 yeah damn uh so back to joey and unfortunately i have a trigger warning for you for sexual assault in this institution he was sexually assaulted by other inmates as well as being regularly beaten by all of the guards so even just more abuse yeah. from so it's adults. Not, it's just like prison. It's not about rehabilitation. It's about punishment. It's and about power. Yes. And power. control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Joey very likely developed PTSD following his time there, but he was released in the early 1980s. Following his release, he continued committing crimes and he began using drugs and he actually nearly overdosed once but survived honestly a lot of lives would have been saved if he didn't (laughs) not a great way to go but i'm just saying don't do drugs kid except weed weed's fine yeah yeah weed (laughs) yay (laughs) it's Uh, plant (laughs) so following his time after the institution he was arrested several more times for theft assault, arson, and one charge of an illegal firearm possession. As much as I, like, joke about, like, arson, like, like, there's so many memes about, like, let's do an arson, or, Mm -hmm. like, it's fire's scary, scary. fire's dangerous, and it can quickly go wrong. Oh, yeah. In 1984, at age 20, he moved into Harrisburg, where he actually found a house and a wife, and they had three kids. Harrisburg is a beautiful, like, area. Like, mm-hmm. I remember going there for a GSA event. I was there once with Varsity. Oh, oh yeah, like, on, we like, the steps. Yeah, like we the sang st- at yeah. the Capitol. What a... I wasn't gonna say nerd, but I wanted... Like, everything in my fiber wanted to be with you guys there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I got to meet, um... Some senator, dude. I don't know. <laughs> We, we we went for the um and we we didn't get to meet Tom Wolf but I got to stand in his office. Yo. <laughs> he wasn't there. Um I <laughs> we might have met him. I can't remember any of the names of the people that we met, but we went there to talk to the like the government people yeah. who were going to vote for upping the age for smoking mm. to 21. That's cool. And so we like we're like, "Hey, please please do it." <laughs> we like like uh, had like flashcards and stuff like that. It was this whole thing. I th- I still have a shirt, if you know, like, my bright green shirt that I wore sometimes. I don't know. You'll have to show it to me sometime. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> ugly. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. 
Now, he had three kids, one who he named Joseph D. Miller III. Isn't, wait, no, yeah, he's the second because he's a junior. I don't even care. Your dad's a terrible guy and you're a terrible guy. Why would you put that on your son? (laughs) Don't force him into a life by naming him after you. I feel so bad for those kids. No, me too. He had another daughter named Jessica, and then he had another daughter who is going to rename Nameless because I don't think she wants to be associated. Mm, Jessica? Another J. Yeah. So, after meeting his wife, I could not find her name, and I think that is purposeful. That is her Um, She divorced him immediately after she found out everything. She had no idea what was going on. I feel so bad for the, like, the wives it's like and the husbands, for, for people who, like, attack the spouse. Like, how didn't you know? Yeah, how did there, you- there are times where it's like, how didn't you know? But there yeah. are times when it's like, it makes sense you didn't know. Because he never brought anyone back to his house. All of his crimes took place elsewhere. Exactly. He traveled for that. Mm-hmm. So life began looking pretty good. He had his wife. He had a kids. He had a house. He had a kids. <laughs> <laughs> he had a kids. <laughs> um, unfortunately, though, because he was only in school until fourth grade, he had no formal education. Basically, um, he probably hoped. who knows if he even knew how to do long division. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He dropped out in fourth grade. I don't know how far he got. Yeah, uh, and, and we don't know, We don't since we were kids of the 2000s, we don't really know the education system. Exactly. Uh, so he, look, he w- started working low-skill labor jobs, but because of just him as a person, he had a very hard time holding one job for and a even long then, time. Even, like, basic construction jobs, you'll need, like, basic math. Yeah, you still need to know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, uh, elementary level math is what you'll need for some of that stuff. Even, maybe even, in like, into middle school and high school some. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, construction and architecture. Yeah. So now we're going to be getting into the murders, but I want to put it out there. It's going to be a little confusing because we aren't... I'm not going to be telling you in time of dates. I'm going to be telling you in the time of when they were confessed. Because some... Once he was caught, he would he started confessing to murders, but he didn't start with the first one. He confessed his first confession was for his third victim. Are the dates like muddled or does he have exact or are there exact dates for all of them? I have exact dates for all of them. Okay. So, timeline-wise, this is his third victim, but this is his first confession. On November 6, 1989, Joey offered 23-year-old Stephanie McDuffie a ride home. Trigger warning. He took her to the outskirts of town to the same landfill that he had been, like, same landfill near the train tracks that he had been taking everybody else to, where he beat her with a metal pipe and then raped her. Very rough very like like the metal pipe like straight out of like a gangster movie yeah like it is brutal brutal i just (sighs) her official cause of death was blunt force trauma and her body was discovered and after her body was discovered it was revealed that she was eight and a half months pregnant oh the poor like father of that child yeah uh that 
is really rough. She was identified by dental records because unfortunately she was not found for a while. This is no one no one like deserves any of this. I do want to say not that it should be important, but I think it might become important when it comes to the investigation. All of his victims were black women in the 90s. So I that could I think people police weren't caring as much as they should have. Oh, def- that happens now even. Oh, of course, because they are terrible. Yeah, A-cab. I fucking hate police so much. <laughs> <laughs> we have someone in our group who hates cops because her dad's one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but, um, unfortunately, I, I, I think it's important to men, like, it's important to mention I didn't because even think of, about, like, race in that sense. I don't usually either, but it's also interesting because not that there is a, is, is he, like, is he white? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird because serial killers, not that they are always going to do this, but they tend to stick to their own race. Because usually sometimes it could be, I watch too much Criminal Minds, but sometimes it could be like mom, like, m- m- like mommy issues or like, right. they'll find someone who resembles someone that. Right. So I, I don't know. But it very well could be a race targeted. Yeah. Now I couldn't necessarily find anything that said that he had said afterwards or before that would make that he it, he never said anything that was like overtly openly racist but like i'm also going to not going to say that he wasn't because i have no idea implications were there exactly so a few weeks after he confessed to his third victim he confessed to his fourth victim who was 25 year old Jeanette Thompson she went missing on January 8th 1990 Joey had met her at a bar in Harrisburg, very similarly to how he met Clara. We didn't, um, the very last attempted. Yeah, that's who Clara is. Was that, like, 1992? Yes. So this is two years before his last victim. So they were pretty spaced out? Mm Mm-hmm. His third victim was in late 1989. His fourth victim was in early 1980. Okay. Or 1990, I'm sorry. Um... He claims that they had consensual sex, which I call bullshit because it's him. Yeah. And then he says that they began arguing and she smacked him, so he decided to beat her with a tire iron that he found. Oh, yes, because slap equates tire iron. Exactly. I gotta, I can't remember what tire irons look like. Scary. Very dense metal. It's it's rough. Now, oh, it's like the cross thing. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Now, he claims that he never went back to visit her body. He said that he, quote, only walked through just to see if the body had been discovered yet. That's called checking the body. Exactly. Her naked corpse was found at the landfill a few days after um, he had confessed, and she was the first body that they found. Wow, what was, like, the time frame? Oh, two years? 
She was not found until after he confessed. And he so, confessed two years later. Oh, my God. She was the first one, too. And then the girl before, the one that was um, pregnant, like... Mm-hmm. She was found after. So Jeanette that was, was, like, three, four years after... Now, a local named William Kelly actually confessed to con- Jeanette's murder, but following Miller's confession... Kelly's was deemed false due to his inferiority complex and what was considered a manic depressive psychosis. So it seems like he had a history of mental illness and confessed during a manic episode. And they were fully ready to like charge him for it because they didn't have anyone else. But I really hope that pe- like if this was in the press, I really hope people didn't use this case to vilify uh, mental illness. I hope not, but you never know. Yeah. Um, he was actually in prison for uh, at least three years, but he was released in January 1993. After the murders? He confessed after she was murdered. Like, when they were doing the investigation for her murder, not knowing who it was, he confessed before Miller did. Oh... Damn. So into the investigation and the trial a little bit more, they started to really try to figure out if he had killed anyone else and where their bodies may be. Miller actually renounced his Miranda rights after his arrest, so he was like, I don't know. Fourth grade education, man. Yeah. He tried to say Clara consented to the sex that they had, and he said a fight broke out between the two, and that's why they were. He's there. really, he's really got like a, a, an excuse pattern. Yeah. He then confessed to two other murders, which was the first two. So he was. <sighs> Timeline wise, this is his second victim, but this is his third confession. According to his testimony on May fifteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Oh wait, sorry. When I said something before and I was like oh they didn't I was thinking like about like the bodies I was thinking like for some reason in my head I was like oh yeah they didn't find the bodies until after he confessed but obviously they found the bodies before he confessed no no they didn't find the bodies until Miller confessed oh okay so I was right in that thinking yeah sorry sorry it's okay so according to his testimony on May 15th, 1987, so this is uh, two years before his first, like the first murder we heard about. Okay. He picked up a group of girls and dropped all of them off except for 18-year-old Selena Franklin. 18 years old. Yes. Trigger warning. He beat her with an electric insulator, raped and then strangled her. He buried the insulator with her body in that landfill, and he was actually questioned following her disappearance because of the friends, because he had picked her up with a group of friends, and they said, like, yes, we were with him. This is the last person who saw her. But he said that he had dropped her off, so the police were like, all right, that's good enough for me. Jesus. But... A necklace that belonged to Selena, and it was identified by her boyfriend, was found 
in his car, and he just said it was his wife's. And the police believed him. What? Police um, never even went to his wife to confirm that it was her necklace. They just believed him. What this? <sighs> A few months after murdering Selena, he went back and scattered her bones, and to this day, her skull has never been found. <sighs> that like, there's so many in so many cultures. There's lots of religious and significant like soul and like burial rituals related to the body mm-hmm. because it's such an important part t- to like let the soul rest so have the like, at least some he's so fucked so i looked up what uh, electric insulator is it's those things that are like oh my god i know so, so there was a landfill so there was probably someone that threw away them Jesus. Those are, like, the things on power lines. Yeah, like... For the, those listening. Like, the little, like, uh... What are they called? What is it? Look up a picture of him, because he is scary looking. What's his full name? Joseph Joe? Miller Jr. Okay. On August 12th, 1992, Miller showed the investigators where he buried all of his victims on a map, and then their bodies were finally discovered. Now... Contrary to what he claims, he 100% would return and revisit his bodies. And revisit the bodies. He's a lot skinnier than I thought he'd be. Mm-hmm. In the car, on the way to him gonna show detectives where he, where he left the bodies, he started laughing maniacally and then just started saying that he lied about the confessions. But uh-uh. no, the no, bodies no. were already being found at the locations he said you could find them so cops were like you're lying investigators also discovered that he packed a murder bag that he would keep in his truck like a bug out bag oh my god and it contained a knife duct tape a cooler of beer and mats to lay the victims on why the fuck does he care about comfort all of a sudden? It's ridiculous. Disgusting. Now, on March 25th, 1993, Miller was convicted of killing Selena Franklin and Stephanie McDuffie in the first degree, as well as he was also being charged for the rape and kidnapping of Clara Johnson. Throughout the trial, Miller claimed that he did not kidnap the women. And this is bullshit because Selena's body was found with ropes still around her ankles. So she was very clearly bound. Oh, yeah. Bound, not willing. No, not at all. Beaten. This is, like, what consensual... Mm-hmm. His defense team tried to push that due to his childhood he didn't know what he, he like he didn't know that what he did was wrong just because he has a fourth grade education doesn't mean he has a fourth grade life experience you know it's not good to murder people yeah he has a wife i feel like he knows exactly he has a like wife, he has and a wife children and kids. he knows he was living a completely separate quote-unquote, normal life 
and doing all of this. He knows. It may not have been a white picket fence. We don't know because he definitely didn't make a lot of money. Maybe his Mm -hmm. wife was the breadwinner. But definitely he knew what between wrong and right. Exactly. Maybe it just wasn't enough. Now, he was given two death sentences, which his lawyers tried to appeal several times, but thankfully they were all denied. I know it's like a lawyer's job to, like, work for the person, like, who paid you to work yeah. for them. Yeah. But, um, ah. I could never be a defense lawyer. I don't want to be a lawyer in general, but, like, I could never be a defense lawyer. Yeah. I, I'd get too frustrated. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, I feel like it'd be interesting to be a part of the jury, but I don't even think I could handle that kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely not. Clara actually got to testify against him during the trial, so thankfully, like, she was able to play an active role in sending him away. I'm glad she was able to, like, face him again. Yeah. What a bad bitch. What a bad bitch. What a strong woman. Mm -hmm. After his convictions, he began confessing to other murders. So, timeline-wise, this is his fifth victim. And only his fourth confession. In the late 1990s, Miller confessed to his fourth murder of Kathy Shank. On February 27th, 1990. So pretty much like two months, not even. So the time span after, got short. Um, after Jeanette's murder. Like insanely fast. Just like the others, he picked her up from a bar. And he drove her out to Perry County, where, trigger warning, he raped her, and then he ran her over with his car several times to kill her. That is Mm -hmm. just horrific and terrifying, and there's reasons why I'm terrified of driving. Yeah. You need need to be aware that you're driving, like, something that weighs a ton that could kill more people than a gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, for this, he was convicted, and he received his third life sentence. So next, timeline-wise, this is his sixth victim and his fifth confession. And three life sentences. Yes. On September 28th, 1992, he confessed to the attempted murder of Penny Woodward. Trigger warning. She was raped. He forced her to have oral sex. And then he stabbed her 25 times in the head with a screwdriver. All of these, like, attack, like, weapons are all different, and they're all different they places. They are it's just weapons comp- of opportunity. What, absolutely. And I, like, when you said that, like, he forced, like, oral on her, I, like, physically, like... That scares me. <sighs> now, I said... Attempted murder. I didn't hear about that. Wait. Attempted? This badass bitch, after being stabbed in the neck with a screwdriver 25 times, walked into town, got help, and fucking survived. In the neck? There's so much... There's so much blood running through your neck. How did she... I have no idea how she managed to survive, but she did. 
fuck yes. Out of pure spite, probably. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. He was actually caught on an ATM security camera withdrawing money from, with her, like, you, it, through, through the security camera, she's sitting in his car at Harrisburg's Uptown Plaza, and you can see him at the ATM machine, like, getting money out. So, it was very clear that she was with him. Was it her account? Like, was he? No, st- it was his. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, is he, like, stealing money from her? No, not that I know of. Uh Uh-uh. Now, we're gonna get to his first victim, which was his sixth confession. In 2014, the remains of 26-year-old Kelly Ann Ward were finally identified. 2014? Way, way later. Oh, my God. She had disappeared in 1986. So that's, like, 24. 28 years after her disappearance, I think. Oh, that's I can't almost... do quick math. I'm gay. No, <laughs> it's the same. I don't want to know. <laughs> if I'll I'm just... right, I'll just, I let's deserve just, head. Let's just... <laughs> 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 Text the girl you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I... that, I'll just, let's just round it up to 30 years. Yeah. That's... Her parents didn't know what happened for 30 years. For all they know, she could have just up and left, but... They had no idea. They had no idea. That's... Now, like I had said, she was actually Miller's first victim, and her body had been found in 1997, but it was not identified until he confessed. She was just a Jane Doe? Yeah, she was a Jane Doe for 30 years. She was unrecognizable. It was identified in 2014... Two years later, he finally confessed. She was unrecognizable for... And they couldn't do... I don't know. They couldn't figure out dental records either. It was the 80s. I don't know what they had then. Now, this is all according to Joey. So take it with a grain of salt because we all know what a fat liar he is. He says that he met Kelly at a bar in Harrisburg. They went for a walk where he offered her $35 in exchange for sex. Yeah, right. Yeah. They drove to his brother-in-law, Dave Keller's house, grabbed $20, and then went to what he called a special spot. That's just... He claims they had consensual sex, and that Kelly then threatened to call the cops if he didn't give her more money. And in his confession, he said... You know, one thing led to another, and I just killed her. What the fuck? We were just, you know, oh my god. We were were just hanging out, and then, you know, I just, I just killed her. Like, I, his, part of his confession is um, actually on YouTube, and I watched it, and he is so stone cold while talking about it. It is Terrifying. How did this man get a wife and children? Miller went back a few days later after killing Kelly and claimed that he moved the body to throw off the cops. And then he stole back the $35 that he claims he gave her. So it never, so 35, the money never existed. Yes, he <laughs> never definitely existed. just, unfortunately, raped her. Yeah. There's no way this happened consensually. There's no way. Why is he lying when he's already this deep? It was revealed that Miller had confessed to Kelly's murder in 1992, 
but he wasn't charged because he was already on death row which no that's not how that works no she deserves justice Equally as much as the people who already got justice. Exactly. Just like Sammy in the Trump murderess cases. Exactly. I don't care if she's already going to jail for this murder. Charge him with this murder, too. I don't care if someone already has eight life sentences. Add some more on there if he he did Mm -hmm. that crime. I... (sighs) So on June 24th, 2016, he was sentenced to two more life sentences. Now he has a total of five. Uh, Because Miller was diagnosed with being mentally handicapped uh, due to the Supreme Court's ruling on August 25th, 2002, legally he could not be put to death, but he for sure has four life sentences without the possibility of parole. I just looked up how long a life sentence is. It's 25 years. They're eligible for parole after 25 years. Yeah, it's 25 to life. He's not eligible for parole, so he is in until he dies. Hell yeah. Miller is currently still in prison, located at Camp Hill State Correctional Facility. And as of 2022, he is currently 57 years old. It disgusts me that he's still alive. Yeah. Like like I had said, all of his victims uh, were black women, but... As far as a, if you are a criminal minds fan, as far as a profile goes, all of them were heavier set black women too. So there's definitely some type of pattern, but there was nothing to suggest that they were hate crimes. I think it was more of a... A type. A type that he had. That sounded disgusting to say. I know. Now, I just had some quotes about him from people in his life. Um, Dauphin County District Attorney Edward M. Morisco Jr. said, quote, Ted Bundy was still fresh in our minds. Son of Sam, all of that. Now we had in Dauphin County and Perry Counties someone who was a true serial killer. He targeted a certain type of victim, raped and killed them, and would keep a trinket or memento of the victim and have a little shrine to them. He would go back to where the bodies are. So he, like, it is scary, but he is, like, a... A sexual sadist. He, yes, he definitely is, but he is, he is, like, a by-the-book serial killer. Like, that is, mm-hmm. by definition, yeah. all he clicks all the check marks. Marks all the, checks off all the, any, I don't know. Checks off all the boxes. That's it, okay. <laughs> Crosses the T's, dots the I's. <laughs> Marisco also said, quote, he is the most prolific serial killer in Dauphin County history. Which, he had he had five victims and two attempted murders. And then... I hope those women that survived lived long and healthy lives. Me too. But I, I can't even imagine, like, what... The trauma. The they th- would... Yeah. The therapy they'd need. Yeah, just all of it. All of it. Now, just to close out, I just thought it was a funny quote. Uh... <laughs> Perry County Public Defender Shabed Walls said, quote, Who can explain what goes on in the head of a fellow with a fourth grade education and a low IQ? <laughs> so, like, he was pretty much just like, yeah, that motherfucker's crazy and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. All right. That's all we have it for the case. I That one, that one is just gruesome. It's rough. That man is indeed a creature. 
he is dis- he is a disgusting little creature vile horrible but thank you for watching our podcast watching what the fuck Re- did they watch listening <laughs> thanks watching, for reading watching our beautiful like um <laughs> cover <laughs> listening um, please follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, creature at Creatures Crime for both of them. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Ta-ta. <laughs> Take care, fellow humans, and be human. Be human.